previously on the Rogue Defenders, we would meet a guy named Joel Johnson who would go from a call center employee to thinking it's his destiny to save the world. This would be from the fact that he has the ability to travel through time. At first, he wouldn't be able to control it and would learn in the past about a podcast created that warned of a catastrophic event that was to come. After finding a couple of episodes in present day and listening to them, Joel would manage to locate some of the other people from the episodes he's heard. There is Penny, who can manipulate your mind with a coin. Billy, or as he likes to be called, Kid Question. He has the power to attack you psychically and bring idioms to life. Next was Prism, who controlled manipulated light. And finally was Kelly, aka Wet Girl. She was a liquid woman, but could also turn herself invisible when wet. We start this story with Kid Question, Joel, and Kelly appearing inside of a random apartment. What the hell just happened? Where are we? Ah! Wet Girl and Joel groan in pain at the questions being asked. Ah, son of a... I had him! We could've beat him! Ugh! I'm not quite sure where we are at the moment. I thought of a safe place and this is where we ended up. Which is weird, because I was trying to bring us to my time sphere. I think this is where we teleported to in the story, if I'm correct. A time sphere? A story about us? Give me a break. Who the hell are you both? I'm Billy, but you can call me Kid Question. Everyone, everyone, calm down. My name is Joel, and we are safe here at the moment. My power is that I can bend time and space, but for whatever reason, only when I sneeze. I ask questions, but I end up giving people headaches. I can't help it. I once made a nun's head explode from asking so many questions. What did you ask the nun a question about? God? And why he's cursed people with abilities? Wow, that's nothing fun. Then maybe you shouldn't talk as much, Billy. Try writing things down from now on. Sorry. I'll try my best not to hurt anybody here. You all seem pretty chill. You guys have nothing to worry about. My powers only work when I ask questions or say something stupid. Are you two done becoming BFFs or can we get back to the task at hand? You know, I've only been locked away and imprisoned for years. And plus, it's a little nerve-wracking to find out the life I thought I was living was fake. And this is my reality. It's okay. Just breathe. I'm here for you. And sorry you went through that, but I did too. We should be optimistic that we are free now and Joel saved us. Thanks, Joel! I'm sorry. You're right, Billy. My name's Kelly, and I can manipulate water. When I do so, I can turn invisible. It's been like this since I was a kid. Me too! That's weird, because for me, these powers are brand new. I didn't get them until recently when one of those SPI agents appeared at my work and pricked me with a needle claiming that I was a metahuman. Ever since then, I can manipulate time. Did anybody else just hear a door close? The door jiggled to the apartment and someone emerged inside. The stranger had just recently returned home when he heard talking coming throughout his house. He walked around slowly, carefully, checking everywhere. Calm down, lady. You're gonna freak this guy out. Calm down? You calm down. How would you feel if you came home and had three random individuals in your living room? What do we do? Do we hide? Hello? Who's here? You know it's illegal, let alone pretty stupid to break into a government agent's house. Please don't shoot. We need your help. I'm a reasonable man. Show yourselves. You said we, so I take it that there's more than one of you. Just move nice and slow to the center of the living room. It's revealed to be Penny, and this is his house. He would walk into his living room and keep spinning around in a circle looking over his shoulder. After he got in a full circle, he would see nothing. 
He would put up his fists to the fight when he heard a sneeze and a quick flash appeared in front of him. As Benny went to jump back, he would grab something off the table and a woman would emerge from a glass soda bottle. Hi! Somebody tell me what the hell that is! As Benny backed up against the window and curtains, he would bump into another person. As he turned around, it would be revealed to be an old friend. Kid, question. Holy Girl Scout cookies! Hello, old friend. Billy? Is this possible? I've been looking for you for years. This dude over here, Joel, saved me. I was being held prisoner in Android Man's lair. He was showing me my perfect life, and any time I tried to escape it, it changed into something different. The whole time, I never even realized I was in a computer simulation. Yeah, me too. I stopped trying to change things in there. I too lost my grip on reality, I guess. Thank God you found us and saved us. But how did you know where they were? And why did you save them? Benny drew a gun and pointed it at Joel. I saved them because it's the right thing to do. I've been trying to collect the old stories of the Rogue Defenders, and I believe I'm one of them. I was only doing as the story told me to do. So you think you're the sneezing time traveler? <laughs> a chew? <laughs> and let me guess, this is Wet Girl. Kid Question shook his head no and went to find a piece of paper to write it down. It read, Joel, do you have any proof? Yes. I've managed to recover some of the lost episodes of the Rogue Defenders, and I listened to them. It's how I know I was supposed to teleport into that weird place and save Kelly and Billy. It's also why I think I teleported here after I saved them. It's the story that guides me. That weird place was a villain's lair, and you're lucky you got out alive. We all are. Android Man is definitely up to something. Did you see how many pods he had in there? We have to go back and destroy his lair and free those people. Are you for real right now? I'm not going back there. That's like sending a random stranger to hell in a handbasket. We see a random person in the world get plucked from their existence and go to hell in a handbasket, screaming in terror. Ah! Why me? Okay, before we do anything, I think it would be wise if we all listen to this podcast. Maybe we can get an idea on how to take on this android man. You know, that's not a bad idea. I'm in. Then that can prove to us that you're not full of shit. Kid Question nodded his head yes that he was in as well. Wow, I never thought in a million years the rogue defenders would meet each other right in front of my own eyes, let alone in my apartment. <clears throat> that is, if you guys are telling the truth. So you believe me then? Because we still have the others to find, like Penny and Prism and some guy named Ray. Well, you don't have to look any further for Penny. I'm right here. I've managed to keep a copy of the original Rogue Defenders safe, but it's on a cassette tape. That was the technology back then. A little old and staticky, but it should play. But before we start and hear your stories, I want to tell you mine, just so you know you can trust me. We go back into time about 33 years ago to when Penny was seven years old. Life was grand. His grandpa worked for the SPI division for the government and was one of its founders. Superpowered people were just starting to pop up all over, and some with bizarre powers. One claimed he could make hair grow longer by doing something inappropriate with it. A woman claimed she had the power of mind control. It was up to Penny's grandpa to keep the peace between the powered individuals and the normal ones. His grandpa would show up one morning to grab Penny for a morning of fun, like he did every Sunday. Hey, hey, Peepaw's here now. Where's my kisses and hugs? I think the affection monster's gonna come out if I don't get my hugs in a few seconds. One, two... Peepaw, did you catch the affection monster? 
No, kiddo. You see, he only appears when an adult is sad and needs a hug and a kiss from their grandchild or kid. Oh, then I better give Mom a hug and kiss real quick. Mom! Mom! I'll be there in a minute. I'm folding laundry. Okay. So, Grandpa, I recorded the episode of the Rogue Defenders last night off the radio. Can we listen to it, please? Of course, buddy. I haven't heard the new one yet. Have you? No, I've been waiting for you. Okay, kiddo. Go get into my car and I'll be out there in a minute or two. I just gotta talk to your mom real quick. Benny ran out and got into the car and waited for what seems like an hour, but it was only five minutes. Hello, Bethany. How are you, honey? Hi, Daddy. I'm okay. Catch any bad guys lately? Did I catch any bad guys? Does the Pope wipe their butt top to bottom? Of course. <laughs> but in all seriousness, here, I want you to have this. It's for your protection. Dad, why are you giving me a gun and a wad of cash? Because some of the things I've seen in the past week make me want to protect my daughter and grandson. The money is for life, not being easy being a single mom. Aw, thanks, Daddy. But you're freaking me out a little. What have you seen? Well, you know that podcast me and Penny have been listening to? Well, I think there might be truth to it after all. Whatever happened to your friend, the podcast creator? Is that who you're talking about? Yes, Thomas. But it's only the one story he left behind. It has come to life, the one with the android man. I'm sorry, I'm not too familiar with that story, or any of them, really. Okay. Well, Thomas vanished recently, and nobody can locate him. He is the creator of the Rogue Defenders podcast, and the one founding member of the SPI. But you see what's weird? At his house, we recovered a story written by Thomas, and it kind of foretails what we think happened to him. What do you think? I think I'm at a loss for words. Any of the stories we tried to pull off the internet have had viruses uploaded to them. The only copies they have left seem to be at a radio station, and there's only one in town that has it. It gets weirder, but I digress. You sure you don't want to come out for a good breakfast this morning with us? I would love to, Dad, but with Jerry and I getting a divorce, no, I'm good. I just want to have a few hours to myself to get a piece of my mind back. As long as you're getting your mind back and not losing it. Now go get your pancake breakfast with Penny and listen to your fake but true superhero story together. Give that little boy a great morning his mother can't provide for him at the moment. Okay, honey, I will. It's okay. The worst is over now. You're free from that violent relationship. I got him locked up and the judge is gonna see he gets life. The father would hug his daughter and she went into her bedroom and closed the door. He walked out to his truck and hopped inside and Grandpa and Penny headed off to breakfast. The Rogue Defender story on the radio told the story of how the heroes beat the android men. Whoa, did you take a shower this morning? Yeah, why? Because I think I see something behind your ear. Really? Like what? Is it a spider? Oh god, I hate spiders. No, I think it's a- Ah! It's a freaking spider! Ah! Ah, get it off! Get it off! I don't want to become a spider, man! <laughs> no, really though. Grandpa reached over and pulled five bucks out from behind Penny's ear. See, I told you you had something behind your ear there. Whoa, that's cool. Do it again. I can't. I don't even know how it got back there. <laughs> you know, in my day, we had heroes and villains like Spider-Man and Green Goblin and Batman versus Joker. And nowadays, we have these rogue defenders versus the Alphas. Android Man and the Alpha Primes. Oh, sorry. The Alpha Primes. Come on. We're here at Aunt May's Diner. Let's get the best pancakes in town. Mmm. I love their pancakes and a big chocolate milk. Yeah, and a big chocolate milk as well. They would go inside the diner and eat and have the most wonderful time like they always did. 
Penny told his grandpa what he was learning at school and snitched on how his mother was handling the divorce. It seemed like only a half hour had passed before hours had gone by. They ate their meal and talked. Okay, Penny. Grandpa needs you to be serious for a minute. At times in life, you have to make a decision and be a man. This is one of those times. Okay, what's going on, Grandpa? I'm just going to give you a booster shot. This is going to protect you. But I don't like needles, Grandpa. Please, no. I don't want to. Penny, sometimes we have to do things that we don't want to do, but we do them because it's for the greater good. No, please, Grandpa. I don't want to. It's going to hurt. Penny, stop your griping. If I wanted to pick a fight, I'd go find a bad guy to take down, you hear? It won't hurt. I promise. It's a very thin needle. <sighs> okay, Grandpa, but do it quickly. Grandpa would inject superpowers into his grandson, and they would pay their bill and get up and leave. As if things couldn't get any worse than getting pricked by a needle, they would when the guys arrived back home. Penny hopped out of his grandfather's vehicle and ran inside. Mom, I'm home. Mom? Hey, Beth, the boys are back in town. Penny would go and try to walk up towards his room when Grandpa would say to him, Penny, do Grandpa a favor and go to his truck and lock yourself inside. But why? Damn it, Penny, just do it. Is there a bad man here? <gasps> Did he hurt Mommy? Grandpa raced over to Penny, ripped him off the ground, and brought him outside to put him in the truck. He clicked on the child protection locks so he wouldn't be able to get out of the car. Grandpa then proceeded to go inside of the house. He walked quickly but quietly through each room. When he got to his daughter's master bedroom, he would see the door was closed and locked. It would take him two tries of ramming his shoulder against the door and one kick above the door handle before it would break down and fall to the ground. The old man went rushing into the room, but would be horrified at the vision his eyes would tell his brain. He saw his daughter dangling from a ceiling fan from a rope. He hurried up and called the local police, who did forensics and saw there was no sign of a break-in, and ruled it a suicide. Years would pass and Penny would be raised by his grandma and grandpa. He would be a young man now, and would follow his grandfather's legacy by joining the SPI. The day he would be inaugurated is the day his grandfather would pass away. We return to reality with Penny and the rest of the gang still listening to the podcast story. They were at episode 7 now, and they were going to learn a little history about Kelly, a.k.a. Wet Girl. If you're smart, you'll insert your ad now! This story takes place at 123 Blue Jay Way and in the past. It was a rainy evening, and we see the android man walk up the stairs to the porch of the house and ring a doorbell without even touching it. If this seems familiar, it's because it is. We've seen this before, but there's more to the story. He waited a few moments, but no one would answer the door. Next, he would close his eyes, and a ringing sound could be heard from within his head, and then an echo from within the house. His voice and picture would appear on all the electronical things around the house. TVs, refrigerators, phones, and computers. He turned on the lights in the smart house and saw a woman trying to hide. She sprung up and replied, scared. H hello How lucky here. You are home. <laughs> no, it can't be. No, that voice. You are dead. So you recognize me. Was it the powers that seem familiar? My voice? My laugh? Tell me where I can find Thomas. You're too late. The podcast was made without you. The future will be warned. Hmm. 
That's too bad, because I've been alone too. The android man pushed the woman into the counter and lifted her up into the air without even touching her. She screamed in horror. Let go of me! Shut up, you stupid whore! Mommy! Kelly, run! You've gotta find help! The little girl ran in terror out of the house and into the rain of the night. She hadn't noticed it, but when the rainwater covered her, she would go invisible. She ran to a nearby friend's house and knocked on the door. The parents would come to the door, but not see a thing. The little girl, named Kelly, screamed. Please, please, you gotta help me! My mom's in trouble, and my dad is nowhere to be found! Kelly's voice, like her body, was invisible, but she hadn't known it. Honey, you heard that banging too, right? Yeah, maybe it was just the wind or the rain hitting this old house. Mr. Reardon, please, you gotta help me! Kelly ran in between the couple and up to her friend Jessica's room. She went over to her and tried to shake her awake. Jesse! Jesse! Can you hear me? Oh, please, you gotta help me! My mother's in trouble! Kelly's friend Jessica would spring awake and look all around but not see anything. She turned over and would try to go back to sleep but would be awoke again. But this time, there would be a piece of paper on her bed that read, Call the police? Kelly and her mother are in trub trouble? Mommy! Honey, what is it? Did you have a bad dream? No! I keep feeling something grab me while I'm trying to sleep, and then this note was right next to me when I turned over. Jessica, calling the police to say Kelly and her parents are in trouble is not a funny joke to play. Did you do this? No, Dad, and I'm, I'm scared. I'll tell you what. We could call Kelly in the morning and maybe head over tomorrow, and she could spend the night if her parents okay. But I didn't write that, Dad. Please, we gotta call the police. She's in trouble. I just know it. Honey, look at her. She's freaked out, and the handwriting isn't hers. You know what? I'm gonna give Kelly's mom a call just to see how she's doing. Jessica's mother went over and grabbed the phone and would call three times before the phone line would be disconnected. She ran to her husband and asked him to go over there while she tried to contact the police. Jessica's father would agree to do so, but take his sweet time. And by the time he'd get there, there would be police and the SPI agency on the scene. He hopped out of the car and tried to get info. Excuse me, excuse me, hi. Can you please tell me what's going on here? I'm sorry, but do you live here? No, but my daughter Jessica is best friends with Kelly, the little girl that lives here. I'm sorry, sir. I can't talk about what's going on at the moment because it's an active investigation. Please move it along. Please, sir. I'm only here because my little girl found a note next to her bed that warned her of something being wrong with Kelly and her family. Sounds to me like your little girl might have powers. What did you say your name was? Jessica's father would turn around and walk away and over to his car, and a nosy neighbor would flag him down. As he got in, the neighbor ran up to his window and proceeded to talk to him. Hello, sir. My name is Jim. I live across the street. I'll tell you what I know. Okay, thanks. I'd appreciate it. I'm all ears. So I'm sitting on my front porch, right? I had a fight with the wife. She wants me to stop smoking and I'm much closer to death than I've ever been. So I'm gonna live my life how I want to. Either way, I'm smoking my pipe when I see this weird man just fly out of the sky and land in the street in front of me. He went up to 123 Blue Jay Way and rang the bloody doorbell without touching it. Next thing I know, the house lost power, and it looked like all the screens inside the house lit up like a Christmas tree. Like, how the hell does that happen? 
I went inside to grab my wife, and when I returned, the door to the place was wide open. Yeah, okay. What were you smoking in that pipe, old-timer? Listen, I swear, on my life and on my dogs, I'm telling you the truth. I saw that machine gun flying from the sky and land in the street. And when it was done, it flew away into the night from the backyard with Chloe. The police don't believe me, and neither does my wife. But I don't care. I know what I saw. So, you saw Kelly's mother get grabbed? Are you sure? What about Kelly, her brother, or her father? The SPI agency said they were going to look after the boy. The father left for a pack of cigarettes about three months ago and hasn't returned yet. But you can find the deadbeat around town hurting from his family. Hey, listen, I appreciate the knowledge. Here, have a couple bucks for the info. Get a coffee on me. He might be invisible to his family, but not to the rest of the world. I don't know what happened to Kelly. I hope that nice little girl's all right. Jessica's father hopped into his car and headed home. When he got there, his wife was on the couch asleep, and he woke her up and told her about what he had seen and been told. They would quickly check in on Jessica, who was now sound asleep, and would go to bed themselves. As the morning come, Jessica would wake up to her friend Kelly sleeping on her floor. And from here on out, she would become adopted. Kelly would never get an answer on what happened. She only knew what she had heard from the stories, and they were not nice. Jessica's family decided it might be best for a fresh start, and moved from New Jersey to the middle of California. Kelly would grow up a well-adjusted woman, but inside of her, she always wondered what had happened that night. Any attempt to look on the internet had failed. Her foster parents didn't talk about it, and her BFF Jessica and her were just kids. When it happened, they could barely remember. Kelly made herself a promise that on her 21st birthday, she would go out and look for answers. On the day she was about to leave, she would be propositioned by a gentleman who just wanted to talk to her about superpowers. She would get a little drunk with the guy and think he was cute, and they would go to a hotel room and shag the night away, and the morning as well. We hear the cries of lovemaking from a woman and a man. Oh, oh, I'm coming. Oh, that felt amazing. Oh. The woman would squirt on the man's dick and leave a wet spot on the bed. Whew, that was amazing. You were amazing. I didn't hurt you, did I? No, it was. Okay. Good job there, buddy. <laughs> I'll be back in a sec. I gotta take a piss. What? What the fuck? What did you do? Where the hell's my- I had an orgasm? What? Have you never seen a lady do that before? I'm surprised with how big it is. You'd think more women would get off. Shut up! You're not helping. Where's my- My you know? What? No, I don't know. Where's my dick? <laughs> Chill out. It's part of my powers. It will grow back. Grow back? Are you f kidding me right now? You Venus flytrapped my eggplant! Don't you know who I am? No, you idiot. Damn, I gotta get better taste in men. These one-night stands are dumber than a box of rocks. I'm one of the top-ranking SPI agents, you dumb slut. I have the power to put you away for life if I think you're dangerous. Actually, you know what? I think making a man's hot dog... Hot dog? <laughs> Shut up! Making my penis disappear qualifies you as being dangerous. Oh man, my boss is gonna be ecstatic when I bring you in. The guy would be freaking out and go over to where his clothes lie on the ground and pull out a gun and point it at Kelly. Oh no, no. Sit back down, bitch. 
I'm not goddamn done with you. You're going to tell me exactly what happened to my cock. And maybe I'll let you go, depending on your answer. Okay, Jish. I swear, no one's got a sense of humor anymore. I control what? She would grab the giant comforter on the bed and throw it over him and dart towards the bathroom. He would fire shots, but none of them would hit her. She slammed the bathroom door shut and immediately turned on the shower and hopped inside. Adam would break down the door into the bathroom and run inside. He would slip and fall down on the ground that was covered in water as he entered. He got up and looked all around the bathroom, but would not see her anywhere, and the shower would still be on. He went over and turned it off and noticed the window was open inside the shower. He hopped inside the tub and threw his body halfway out the window to look to see if he could see her anywhere, but she would be nowhere to be found. In a panic, he would run out of the room with his clothes in his hands. When he got to a hallway, you could hear a random couple say, Oh my god, where the f*** is his dick? Is it tucked in? <laughs> You know what? I don't think I'm in the mood anymore. Hello. Yo, Troy, it's me, Adam. I think I found a dangerous metahuman down at the Hilton on Colony Road. I need backup fast. Get here now if you want to capture her and steal her powers. Oh, goody. After the man leaves and slams the main door shut of the hotel, wet floor prints can be seen walking over to the door and locking it. We then follow the footprints into the bedroom where we see clothes magically fly into the air and be put onto a person. Next, the invisible floating clothes would walk into the bathroom and grab a towel and dry themselves off. This is when we see Kelly reemerge. As she finished getting ready, she would grab her things and walk out of the room. She snuck over to the elevator and got inside. Oh, thank God. I'm gonna have to be more careful about the situations I get myself into. The hell is that smell? It smells like somebody farted in here. A taser electrified her in the back and she would fall to the ground shaking. She would get a glimpse of the man before she passed out. Is that cute, Daddy? We see a man turn from being invisible to a human form. His power was that he could be invisible, but only when he farted. He picked up her body and would carry it off. Oh, damn. That one was smelly. We see the man help the woman into the passenger side of a car. As he lies her inside, he buckles her up and goes over and gets inside the driver's seat. He farts and turns himself invisible. We see the man disappear from behind the wheel, and he puts the car in gear and takes off. The next time we see the invisible man is in upstate New York in a town called Eagle Falls. We see him enter the villainous lair of the android man as he is carrying wet girl's body over to the table and lies her down. The android man gave the invisible man a blank stare before he said, Oh, goody! Another one to add to my collection. <laughs> and here I thought I was evil. But selling your old child for money? That's just despicable. And I like it. Shut up and give me me money. What's despicable is what you're going to do. You know, you didn't just help me get your wife, but your daughter too. And my business is of only my concern. You make me sound like a demented pervert. I only want her for her powers. She's not me, daughter. She's me stepdaughter. Oh, really? And who's her real father? Enlighten me. 
Come on then, if I have something that you want, I'm not going to give it to you for free. What are you going to give me in return? How about I let you walk out of here with your life and don't imprison you in one of these pods and take your power? I'll grant your immunity from my chaos, but I may wish to purchase your services in the future. That's why I like you, Android Man. You're a fast thinker. All I know is some loser who created a podcast claimed it would come true and it never did. The SPI proved him and his story to be a phony. So it's some common Joe who made a popular superhero podcast like Big Whoop. Everyone makes a podcast, you jackass. Hmm. Interesting. Here, here, I'll take your dirty money for your stepdaughter. And don't spend it all in one place. Oh, now go away, leave me, peasant. But if you hear of any more meta-humans, just remember, I'll pay double. The Invisible Man would fart and exit the room. We returned back to present day, and Kelly can't believe what she had just heard. Wait, so Kelly is you? Wet girl? Ah, what's my happening? Head. Kids, stop. They can't handle questionings of things with your emotions. You have to learn not to emote with your questions as much. I'm sorry. So the man I thought was my father was actually my stepdad? And he knocked me out and sold me to the android man? I'll freaking kill him! Joel, we gotta go back. I think my mother is there. Whoa, 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 whoa. slow down. You're hysterical. Fine. If you don't want to do it, then I'll do it without you. Kelly, no. I played you the story so you could be prepared and be able to learn how to trust each other, not so you can rush off into your death. Yeah, get your panties out of a bunch. <gasps> ah! What the hell, kid? Yeah, that's another part of the kid's power. To bring idioms to life. Wait, so the underwear she's wearing just turned into a literal bunch? <laughs> this kid is awesome. So, Penny, what's our next move? I think our next move would be to train to use our powers a little bit better. We are still missing a few of the rogue defenders. We are? Who's that? Dad! Oh, Prisman. What was the other guy's name? Damn it, kid. Write your questions down. Or text them to us. Ugh, sorry. Okay. Just give me all your numbers, then. We also have to figure out what the villain's plan is. Get question wrote down on a piece of paper. Villains? How many are there? I'll put it to you this way. There's just as many good guys as there are bad guys. You know, I have a book that I borrowed from when I went looking to talk with Prism, but there's nothing written inside of it. Joel, get me that book now. It holds the key to knowing what happens. Joel disappeared into thin air. Kid Question would write down again on his piece of paper. But if we know the future, doesn't that change it? Does it? Or is it like the past, and it's set in stone, and it happens as it's supposed to be? Do characters in the story get free will? Wow. I'm glad you asked that question. Even my head almost just exploded. Joel reappears into the room and goes and hands the book to Penny. You see what I mean when you open up the book and there's nothing there? Like a Ken doll, you just open the pants and there's nada! Maybe there's like a magical saying you have to say, like abracadabra, to get the words to appear. Abracadabra, cadabra, abra! What? Don't give me that look. It was worth a shot. Everyone gathers around as Penny goes to the table and sets the book down and opens it. As he does this, he gets a paper cut on his index finger, and a single drop of blood falls onto the page. But instead of the blood leaving a stain, it ignites the magic inside of the book, and words begin to form on it. Oh my god! I've only dreamed of this. I never thought in a million years this would ever happen. 
Huh? What? What is it? It's all the stories. The ones from the Alpha Primes. The ones with all the rogue defenders. And so many more. So does this mean we have a chance at stopping Android Man from hurting and kidnapping other power people? And maybe I can find my mother and get revenge on my stepfather. Yes, we may just be able to save the world just yet. And you have your revenge and a lot of adventures as well. Wait, 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 w